The Secrets of Technology is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Technology. Hi, I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to The Secrets of Technology, where we discuss the technology news that's important to you from a uniquely Catholic point of view. And joining me today on the panel are Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father Corey. How's it going? Very well, thanks. And Joanne Mercier. Hi, Joanne. Hello, hello. This week, as the show releases, it's Thanksgiving, so happy Thanksgiving, everyone. And, and also with you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is a very Catholic show. And so, uh, b- given that it's Thanksgiving, it's also the d- day before. You're pro- probably not listening to this on Thanksgiving. You're probably, you know, having dinner. But uh, this releases on Thanksgiving. The day after is Black Friday. The Monday after is the Cyber Monday. Like, I don't know if that's even a thing anymore. People just shop. And frankly, this year, everybody's every day is Cyber Monday <laughs> for between now and Christmas. Uh, and as we did last year, and I think this is going to be our tradition going forward, is, is we're getting together and we're going to share some tech gift ideas for the techie in your life or to put on your own list for the people who are trying to figure out what to buy you. So, uh, there, the, that's this is not necessarily a, a episode that I'm directing at my family, but perhaps anyway. <laughs> hint, hint, hint. I know there's a couple hint, things hint. on my list that, that'd be like hint, hint, hint. Uh, same here. Before we get to that, uh, I do want to share with you a, a little information from our friends at Faith Life. As a listener of the Secrets of Tech, you may be a developer, a NOAA developer, looking for an opportunity to work for a company with a mission that matters and. Faith Life are the makers of Logos Bible Software, Verbum Catholic Scripture Study Software, which are now version 9, which are look pretty awesome, and uh, the integrated ministry platform for churches, and they're hiring full-stack developers. And most of the positions can be worked remotely, not just because it's 2020, but I think in general, uh, ongoing, and they offer some competitive salary and benefits. So uh, it's a company where their values, not only just Christian values, but also just their value to be awesome. And that's that's... Uh, cool to hear. So if you're a developer or know someone, a developer looking for a new opportunity, you can check out their open positions at faithlife.com slash careers, and then let them know that you heard about it on the Secrets of Technology. So I want to begin, before we get to our Christmas gift ideas, uh, we have some listener feedback from our recent episode. Uh, last last time we had uh, mm-hmm. our discussion on smart home problems. And we got an email from Bill Norton. Uh, Bill says, Hi, guys. I really enjoyed this episode. I, too, love the promise of the smart home, but getting it working in real life has proved very difficult. Having conflicting ecosystems, in his case, Amazon versus Google, in the same house makes it much more difficult for folks other than myself to use the smart home. So I'm ready to go all in on Google, mostly because of the integration with photos, I think in this case, Google Photos, on the Nest Hub as a smart frame. The recent announcement about Google Photos is disappointing, but until we have more than two iOS users at home, I don't think Apple's offering is needed yet. Uh, It says, I'd love to hear on a future episode if any of you have tried integrating Arduino or Raspberry Pi projects into your smart home setups. I hope to one day have smart window blinds and musically synchronized Christmas lights. Nice. Nice. (laughs) I think uh, I should have looked up the episodes beforehand. I did talk about 
getting a Raspberry Pi uh, a couple months ago and mm-hmm. integrating that using the Homebridge software. And I use that as the Homebridge is uh, literally, that's what it's about, bridging HomeKit and non-HomeKit compatible uh, smart home systems. So it, it allows me to put Amazon Ring, Amazon's Ring cameras and doorbell on in my HomeKit system. I can look at them as HomeKit compatible cameras, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can control my Nest thermostat and that sort of thing. So uh, I have use for that. I would love to have, um, I'll have to do some more research and think of other ways I could use my Raspberry Pi for smart home projects of various sorts. Maybe I can like turn on the coffee maker or something. Yeah, I, I, I know you can get, um, you know, different things like he's talking about, like the Christmas lights and things like that. And that's very easily done with something like a Raspberry Pi or a um, um, Arduino. Yep. Um, there's a there's a lot of those little project kits you can get out there that'll let you do that, you know. Um, and I, I think it would be a uh, beneficial thing to to kind of figure out because it'd be kind of fun. I mean, it, yeah, this is too. And, you know, like kind of flashing forward to one of my Christmas gift ideas is work, working with some of this electronic stuff that you can do where it's really hands on. And you can do some really incredible things with something as simple as an Arduino or a Raspberry Pi. So, and see, I totally understand his need to want to go to one ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Yes, because we're an Apple household, and lately the A lady hasn't been playing nice with us. <laughs> so, so instead of trying to work it out, I think I'm going to be moving to all Apple. Right. I know there okay. are going to be a few things I won't be able to to get, like plugs or. Um, I forget what the other thing was, but if they as long as they work with HomeKit, that's right. what's going to yeah. work for me. And that's that's yeah. that's mine. And, you know, I made kind of the decision to stick with Google with pretty much everything. And you know, there are limitations to that because there are things that only work with Amazon, like Ring doorbell. So I had to go with the Nest doorbell instead because that's what works with Google, right? You know, stuff like that. So uh, you're going to have that trade off if you go to a single mm-hmm. platform. But the advantage is it does take that barrier of incompatibility out of there mm. generally one thing, one thing i did was decided that our I, I still am bridging between HomeKit and amazon but i decided that the for voice control of home smart home stuff we're, we're doing all a lady we're all we're doing all amazon mm-hmm. um and then for app control and automation i'm sticking with HomeKit, and because right. That's mostly me. I'm I'm mostly the one who does the apps and the automation. Although uh, it is the one thing that Amazon doesn't do is is, is the ability to control things. I mean, you, you can kind of go into the Amazon A Lady app on your iPhone, and it, it's not really that convenient. Whereas my wife likes to be able to pull down control <laughs> no. center and turn off the kids, you know, be, uh, bedroom light at ten o'clock mm-hmm. when they're still reading, you know, that sort of thing, <laughs> and see and yeah. just make sure the lights are off and lock the front door from from bed and that sort of thing. Whereas uh, sometimes you don't want to wake people up or make noises, you know, by by giving the command to the to the uh, right. echo and that sort of thing. So we're, we're at least segregating along those lines. But uh, yeah, I I get it. I I get the that. That need and uh, smart window blinds, I think, are a great idea. Um, they're wicked expensive, except for mm-hmm. the IKEA ones, which are not as uh, as 
what's the word uh adaptable Good. no I'm kidding <laughs> yeah. well they, yeah you 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 with the ikea smart blinds you kind of you kind of stuck within certain parameters of sizes and that's and and how the app works uh if you want things that are a little more versatile that's the word i was looking for uh you, that you need something more expensive and that's where i wonder if you know if he's a bit techy um you know, if he's he's planning on doing the the uh, smart window blinds on his own, kind of a home project type of deal. Oh, that could be. You use an I mean, Arduino. It would, be, it would yeah. be difficult. It's just kind of the tech technical side of it, you know, because I mean, it's just hooking up a little uh, electronic servo to your blind controls. Yeah. Uh, so musically synchronized lights. I was watching uh, MacBreak Weekly uh, last week, and one of their picks of the week was uh, Twinkly dot com. They have smart home automated lights and it is it, 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 it's dangerously uh, uh, interesting uh, in the sense of wow i can yeah. spend a lot of money doing this because you you do things like you can set up the light pattern on your tree your christmas tree by mm -hmm. just uh, w uh using your finger to draw on it on the screen of your of the app uh, i mean right. just it's just kind of wild I was... My husband would divorce me for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There are certain things electronically he will draw a line on. Yeah, yeah. So uh, thanks, Bill, for the email and for the great yeah. ideas. I, I, th I think we do need to do more episodes on Arduino and Raspberry Pi for sure in the future. Yes. All right, let's uh, shift gears and talk about our Christmas gift ideas. So we did this last year where we, we kind of go in a round robin and we try to get gift ideas at various price points so you know it's always tempting to go for the really expensive stuff but we also want to you know give you some ideas for maybe things that might be socking stuffers or you know just under regular under the tree things things for young for older you know that sort of thing so uh i've got we've got a variety of things we can offer and uh, I'll, I'll start off with an expensive gift and uh and i the reason i picked this one is um well because father andrew picked the uh, the other one of this last uh, I think last time he was on uh, but I'm I'm picking or offering this is not really picks of the week because I haven't played used these things before but um, one of my ideas is the new PlayStation Five now obviously the Xbox also has a new version out and that could be a potential one but uh, the the PlayStation I find very interesting uh, it plays a, a wide variety of of different games it can also do uh some of the the streaming services you can watch uh you know certain tv shows on it so it acts as a uh tv streamer as well and uh the vr stuff the uh, sony's got some good vr stuff that they get going mm -hmm. and i'm very curious about it um i've made no secret of the fact that i'm a huge star wars fan and <laughs> i i retain ever since my childhood this desire to fly in an x-wing and the idea of flying in an x-wing wearing vr goggles you know that sort of thing um that's the next best thing to being in the mandalorian myself and <laughs> on yeah. on their giant you know vr stage that they do uh so I, i'm gonna mention that just the you know any of these game consoles that are new this season are would be uh you would be groundbreaking uh Christmas gift idea for for the techie in your life. So um, I'll pass it over to you, Father Corey. What what do you uh, have to offer for your first Christmas gift idea? Well, well, I'm actually I'm going to tie off with the uh, uh, feedback and talk about uh, an Arduino starter kit. Uh huh. Uh, I don't have the particular one, but I've ha I've got a different one uh, that Radio Shack had at one point, 
And basically what an Arduino starter, starter kit is, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's the tools that you need to start learning how to program an Arduino. An Arduino, uh, for those who don't know, it's a microcontroller. It's not like Raspberry Pi is a full computer. You plug it into a, t, uh, you know, a monitor and a keyboard and mouse, and you've got a full Linux-based computer. Arduino is a microcontroller. It's designed to do like one task, but do it well and be infinitely programmable. Because it's got the, all the inputs and outputs. It's got the, you know, the programming uh, language and everything. Very simple programming language. It's not like, you know, machine language or C++ or something like that. It's, it's actually a much, I think it's Lua. I can't remember exactly which it is. But this starter kit comes with everything you need as far as like a manual of kind of step-by-step how to program, doing different processes, doing different projects to learn the thing. It comes with all the... Uh, electronic components you need as far as jumper wires the the breadboard where you plug the the chip the chip in and do all the 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 uh connections and everything it's got uh transistors it's got push buttons it's got leds it's got i mean just there's a whole list of stuff there's there's hundreds and hundreds of electronic components and the idea is to learn how to do it, including like it, one of those alphanumeric displays like you see like on printers and things like that, mm-hmm. so that you can get it to do feedback, you know, where it's actually printing things on the display. And so it, it's, it's a great way if you have any interest or you know someone who has any interest in learning microcontroller programming, learning electronics. You know, this is like the old, this is the modern version of the old radio, Radio Shack, you know, crystal radio kits you used to be able to get Heath kits remember those yes oh yeah yes so this is this is the new version of that and what you can do i mean you can do some incredible things with arduino like we're talking about the the christmas lights and things like that you know so this would be a good way to learn that so So i've I've linked i picked the one that from the actual official arduino store but there's other ones as well so there are factories that are running on arduinos out there i mean these can do everything you you don't have to solder though right there's no soldering involved that's what a breadboard does. So a breadboard allows you to take, so you take your little Arduino board and you connect to this breadboard uh-huh. and it's a, it's a box or little board. You start plug, you plug your, your components into and you bridge them using these jumper wires. Okay. It's actually a prototyping thing. So like when, when people are designing, um, you know, PCBs, a lot of times what they'll do is they'll prototype it on these breadboards where they'll put all the components on the breadboard, make sure everything works. And then they can build a PCB that matches that. Okay. Okay. So sounds good. That's excellent. Good, good, a good pick for, again, for kids. If you've got a, a kid who's get, you know, kind of interested in electronics or you think would be interested or an adult who, you know, wants to do stuff. That's awesome. Uh, Joanne, what's your first pick? My first one is one that I actually do use right now. And I think because a lot of people are doing a lot with video lately, Mm-hmm. that this is something that they could probably use. Um, it's an auto gimbal called Gimbal. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I have to spell it G-I-M-B-O-W-L. Okay. okay. And what you do with this is that you you put your iPhone on it. It is only, I, this one is only iPhone uh, adaptable. You try to put an iPad on this and it will definitely break. I tried. <laughs> um, it didn't break, but I stretched the limit. And it's automatic. So you put the app, there is an accompanying app for both Google and iOS on your phone. And this little device will follow you wherever you go. That's what a gimbal does. It will it's turn, mechanic- and turn yeah, and the camera will follow in- you. Yeah. 
every direction. So if you're one of those people like me who paces when I present, if I'm standing up, then it will follow me across the room. These are good if you're, if you're outside, especially, or indoors and you want to use your environment as part of your shot. Uh, instead of always having to move the camera or take it with you and get all of that lovely up and down jumble effect. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a stabilizer that will just go with you. It's th- it rotates 365 as well. Wow. So you can go quite around the room and it'll go 37 degrees up or down, you know, so it'll, it'll, if you want to film, you want to be below it or above it. Um, and it does it by face tracking. So what you'll see is this little square right around your face the entire time. But of course, you won't see that on the video. But it's a good little object. And right now, it was on one of those Today Show segments. Mm-hmm. And I took a look at it. And it's normally seventy nine ninety nine, But right now, as we're taping, it's thirty nine ninety nine. Wow. And for a little device, for as much as you're going to use it, maybe you just want to use it during the pandemic for certain things. Maybe you want to use it afterwards. I think it's a a fun thing to have in your gadget kit for video, for people doing video. I was going to say this. I was just thinking that, you know, speaking of the, 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 uh, the pandemic, you know, a lot of churches are doing live stream with and priests are just setting up their cameras. There you go. And this looks like this would work beautifully for that. Mm-hmm. And it's well priced. The great thing is, is for for that purpose, Father Corey, the better cam- the better camera on almost every phone is the back camera. But yes. the problem is, you can't see yourself to make sure you're in the shot. Well, this will keep you in the shot automatically. Exactly. That's a great idea. You know, the thing I was thinking of, like my wife likes to like was especially when she's making dinner, she likes to do FaceTime calls with her mom or her sister, that sort of thing. You know, it's another one. But she's moving around the kitchen. This is a way to kind of stay in the shot while mm-hmm. she's talking to them. So that would be cool. It, it's yeah. battery powered and you can put it on a tripod. Oh, that's also awesome. So cool. That's really, that's a good one. I like that. Thank yeah, you. Uh, so my next Christmas gift idea, I'm going to recommend it. And this was my pick last week. I'm kind of cheating a little bit, but I'm going to pick, I'm going to mention it again because this is great. I got the HomePod mini and it wasn't sure whether this was going to be as good as it is. Uh, when the original HomePod came out from Apple a few years ago, it was way overpriced, 350 I mean, crazy. And it's still too expensive at 300 bucks each. I'm sorry, it's Apple. That's crazy. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would love to love it, but it's just too much. This is $99. This puts a cl- slap dab in the accessible price range for me. It's as much as any of these other, you know, smart speakers out there. And it sounds great. I use it for podcasts. And uh, on my desk, and I would love to get another one, put it in the kitchen to replace the use of the the uh, the echo that my wife does for she listens to the uh, Liturgy of the Hours podcast, the PlayStation Portable to do that. What, What I love about it is the pairing with the iPhone. It's so good. Now, you have to have an iPhone 11 or 12 that has the uh, U1 chip. In it, so that's that's gonna that's a limitation. But one of the things that's great about it is, is if I want to transfer audio playing on my phone to the HomePod, the Mini, I just tap my phone on it, and it mm. automatically transfers, like snap that. Oh, it's so good. It, I, I last time I talked about, it, I wasn't sure how to get that working. That's because it was so easy. I like it was overthinking it. It was just <laughs> I'm like boom, uh, and it sounds good. It's not a it's not a huge device. It's not going to be blow you away with the you know audio uh, audio file sound quality. 
but it sounds better than the Echo, any of the Echoes we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so it's really nice and it's compact and it's really good. So uh, for ninety nine bucks, and I wonder if it's I don't know if it's going to be on sale since it's brand new for for Christmas, but you know it's it's a nice it's a really nice gift I think for for just about anyone. Nice. Putting it on my list. <laughs> and, uh, oh, and you can pair them, too. You can get it. You can make them into a stereo pair, uh, especially with an Apple TV 4K, I think it is. Oh, good. It, it looks like, and, and you know, it's about the size of the, uh, like, the Google Mini. And they're, they're nice. I've got a couple of the Google Minis, and they're yeah. nice-sized units. Yeah, it's so. like a softball size. I mean, it's really, it's mm-hmm. really, really Is small. it bigger than the Echo? Uh, the little one, the the dot? Uh, so the new, the new round dot? <sighs> I don't think it's any bigger than it. It might be even smaller than it. Um, okay. But it's about the same footprint as the disc dot, which is what one I, okay. I actually had, uh, the, 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 the original dot. So it's about the same footprint of it uh, on, a de- on a desk or table. So it's, yeah. And it has, um, it plugs in via USB-C, so you, you, but you need a 20-watt, something that provides a 20-watt uh, output. But if you've got a 20-watt output, put anywhere you can use any 20 watt charger for that you won't work off of a, like a laptop but so something has to be doing power delivery i think level of of output but if you've got a charger somewhere that's you know like a, i have multi-port chargers all over the house and so i could just move it around plugging it into that fairly easy uh father cory what's your next uh gift idea so I'm I'm going with uh, something for uh, somebody who might be handy with cars. You know, of course, my pick last week was a car charger, mm-hmm. a battery tender, basically. And this is something I ordered. And of course, bad timing. It's sitting at the UPS place because it's going to be delivered today. So <laughs> by the time you hear this, I'll have it in hand and may even be able to post it on my blog, a review of it or something. But it's the it's a. For any car that was built since 1996, they have what's called the OBD2 port, the onboard diagnostic port. And this is the the little thing that's usually under, underneath the, your dash by your steering wheel somewhere that you can plug a scanner into and read what the car is doing, especially when that, that money light turns on, also known as the check engine light. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, this is what. When you, when you take it to the dealer, you take it to a repair shop, this is what they look at to try to figure out what the car is doing. Well, you can get scanners, because this is open, an open format. You mm-hmm. can get scanners that can read that. Well, as time has gone on, they've added more formats, more protocols. And so you can use OBD2, which is, the again, the, the general diagnostics of the car. You've got ABS, which is the analog braking system. You've got the SRS system, which is your airbag supplemental restraint system. And more. And of course, the manufacturers add their own, which are closed. So, but my pick is a car scanner, an OBD2, OBD2 scanner. Try to say that three times fast <laughs> with ABS and SRS scanning. And a lot of these can also clear the codes because sometimes you'll get a code of, well, your oxygen sensor blurped and it turns on the light, but there's really nothing wrong with your car. It's just there was a, a hiccup in the sensor. It'll, you can clear the code, so then the light will turn off. Um, this one, the one I picked, is it's called Autel Autolink AL619. And part of the reason why I picked it, it's normally a $250 scanner, but right now on Amazon, it's $100. Oh, wow. Because they have some special deals. I actually got it, when I ordered it last week, it was $85. So one of the deals, there's like a bunch of promotions that have expired, one of them expired. 
but it's still on sale. So this is a really good deal. But this is something if, if you like to tinker with your car, if you like to know what your car is doing, because, you know, what, well, some, something you could do is if you know your car is a problem, you could read this and then talk to your mechanic and say, here's what my scanner is showing. Maybe, you know, this might give you some ideas to think about. Right. And he could potentially tell you, oh, that's a, you know, an X number of dollars repair ahead of time before you have to bring it into the shop. Yeah, exactly. You could just kind of call and say, okay, my car is showing code P1234. And the guy goes, oh, that's four, five, six, seven dollars. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, well, the other nice thing is, as you mentioned, you can, if you can clear a code, then you can see whether it's a, a, a spurious error. Because uh, yep. if it comes back, then you know, no, that's, that's something that's still an issue. I really do need to take it in. So that's right. that's a uh, good idea. Huh, cool. Good good pick. I like that. Uh, Joanne, what's your next uh, g- gift idea? Well, keeping with the pandemic theme, which <laughs> I seem to be on right now, I just ordered this today from Amazon and will be arriving on Friday, Black Friday. It's called Phone Soap. Oh, yeah. And this is the device that was on Shark Tank originally, mm-hmm. where you put your phone in it and it accommodates from small to large. And within 10 minutes, it's sanitized case and all if you have cases. Um, we're looking, you know, we were talking about it today, my husband and I, and I'm like, you know, we're wiping down these things with wet. And I know they're supposed to be you right. know, um, waterproof, but still. So, but I did read one. I had to read one review because I read reviews. And this one said, but when I took it out, the smudges were still on it. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, but they're clean smudges now. They're not yeah. full of, because it's, it's an ultraviolet light. Yeah, it's is a, what it's it is. UV light. It's not wiping it right. down or bathing it in anything. Right. Well, I think this person thought that that's what this was going to be. Hence the name <laughs> phone soap. Um, you know, thought it was going to sanitize it by actually doing something. Right. They make three different versions. I got the basic one, the one that you plug in to your, you know, to your electricity at home and uh-huh. you can put it on your, you can put a desktop, you can put it on your nightstand, you put it in there for 10 minutes. You can also charge it while it's in there because the cord will be able to go in without hurting the um, mm-hmm. mechanism. Right. And it says in the morning, it, you can still hear everything. If it starts to beep and blur up and, right. you know, you just have to open the case. Um, so, and it's got two charging ports on the outside, USB-A and USB-C. So you can yes. kind of daisy chain it to other things. They do have a pro version, which does it in half the time this one does it. Okay, 10 minutes versus five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to pay the extra money. Right. They do, but they do also have a version that is portable, which means it's also a battery. So you can charge it and just use it for sanitizing, or you can also use it as a portable charger for your phone. That's um, that's a hundred dollars. But the one right now on Amazon, because there's a um, a special on them right now, sixty three forty one. Wow! Originally seventy nine. So if you're hearing this quickly, jump on it now. (laughs) Yep. Another thing about it too is, is if you you can anything that fits inside, you can you can do it too. Correct. So you, if you've right. got uh, wireless uh, uh, AirPods or that sort of thing, if Remote they fit controls, inside, yeah, keys, yeah. credit. I'd be afraid with the credit cards though. I want to know yeah. more about ultraviolet light and strips Magnetic on strips. the back. They, yeah, in theory, it shouldn't do anything, but. 
but yeah, I'd be more right. concerned if there's just any other magnetic fields inside the the, the mm. device yeah. too. That would be right. more, the, especially since if you get the one with the the, the wireless battery. Yeah. That yeah. would that would be, that'd be a bigger concern. But other stuff, I mean, yeah, any any other electronic gadget that, because frankly, I mean, even if we're not in a pandemic, we all know phones are dirty. <laughs> so <laughs> that they are. <laughs> so yeah, come home, throw your phone in it for ten minutes, and then you're 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 good to go. That's that's a great idea. Uh, all right, so I guess that's my uh, my turn next. I'm gonna go for it. This is a, uh, a less expensive, almost like a stocking stuffer. This one is. Sugru moldable glue. Now, <laughs> Sugru, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. I've heard it different ways, but Sugru or Sugru, it's this clay-like substance. It's it's sort of like a, a, a plastic that you can mold into different shapes and and then it hardens and it becomes, you know, semi-permanent. And one of the things hmm. that's great about it is like it, you can repair stuff with it. Like if you're, like say you're hiking or you're camping and you've got you know uh, a strap that's that's fraying or something, you can mold the suguru around it and that will give it some strength at least until you get home. Or um, I've seen it used to to sort of put uh, they, like in there on the Amazon page they show different ways of using it. One thing you could do is is uh, that if you get scissors and they they kind of cut into your hand the way they're shaped, you can put moldable. Uh, uh, cushions from uh, made out of the sugru to uh to cushion your fingers you know that sort of thing uh you can repair like shoes or boots like again if you're out hiking and you and you, you get a hole in your boot or something you can put some of this on it and it'll be waterproof uh i've seen they, they have an example where you could put it on a uh, a pot like a kitchen pot metal handle if it's always getting hot you can put this around it and it will heat insulate so it's uh sugru moldable glue the, the the one i'm looking to is an eight pack for 17 dollars. so you get a ton of it and it will work with wood glass ceramic plastic and metal and it says it holds up to 4.4 pounds like you know uh if you get a a a, a planter like a pot it breaks you can repair it with this you know there's all kinds of <laughs> it's just limited by your imagination there's all kinds of ways that you can uh do this it's good for indoors and outdoors and all that sort of stuff so Sugru, Sugru. I don't know. Someone needs to tell me how to pronounce that because I just... <laughs> I <don't> <laughs> Sounds know. like something from Despicable Me. Yes, yes. Exactly. <laughs> it's made by Gru. Yes. Uh, all right. Father Corey, what's your next idea? So I, you know, I've been a fan of retro video. Well, of course, they now call it retro video gaming. I call it the games I grew up with as a kid. <laughs> yes. Um, for a long time. And it's always been a dream to have an actual arcade cabinet. Mm-hmm. But to do that can be expensive. It can be a lot of work and stuff like that. So now they have what are called tiny arcade games. And what they are is they're basically handheld arcade cabinets. They're remakes of the original arcade cabinets. So like Pac-Man, Ms. Pac-Man, Space Invaders, Galaxian, Galaga, all these games you can get. And they're just little handheld versions of the actual cabinet where you can play the game on them. You know, little LCD display, and you got the wow. buttons and the controls and everything like you're actually standing at the cabinet. And they're not, not terribly expensive. Um, you can get sets of four of them for like $100 from Amazon. Uh-huh. You know, and there's there's all kinds. You know, I picked one that it's a set of four of Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, Space Invaders, and Gal- Galaxian. Ooh. But you can get other ones. You can get Dig Dug, you can get Frogger, you can get all these great old games. And there's they're something you can kind of collect and enjoy. Or if you know someone like me that likes the 
kind of the retro video gaming. There's something you can kind of collect and have a, a shelf of all the old video games to play. So cool. Uh, they're, they're kind of fun little, fun little toys that you can pull out and play. And they even have like a keychain where you can, they're small enough. You could, you could carry them with them, like on a backpack or something like that. And, uh, and so it looks like you can get some of them individually for like, you know, anywhere between from 16 to $20 too. So, yeah. So they're not, they're not terribly expensive at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know there's a lot, a lot of these games are emulated in other ways, but this is just kind of a fun way to do it. You know, yeah, that's cute. That's cool. I like that. Um, all right. And then Joanne, what's your next, uh, gift idea? Okay. For those of you who do Mac break weekly, I'm going to go all Alex Lindsay right now <laughs> and, and come up with, if you are looking for a computer right about now, you really need to look at the Apple Mac mini. Okay. Right. I, I am truly looking at this probably for my office. Um, so somebody else can pay for it, but it's, but even, but even so I think for the price right now, what you're getting is worth it, especially with this M1 chip, the, the, they've done a lot of tests on them and things seem to be moving very quickly on these machines (laughs) as opposed to those (laughs) of us who have the Intel chips. But I picked this also for those people who are looking especially to get computers for home and for education, because this one will come with for an extra $200 with a pro apps bundle for education. And that's what caught my eye because, yeah, I see all these things that they, they try to bundle and they try to say, you know, you can get Final Cut Pro, you can get Logic Pro, and they want you to spend $200 each. Mm-hmm. You're getting in this bundle Final Cut Pro, Motion Compressor, Logic Pro, and Main Stage for two hundred dollars hmm. total. Wow! Wow! That's what caught my eye. Whether this is just a Christmas special or something that they're planning to do for a while with this particular machine, I was like, "Yeah, if you've got a kid at home who's who's into IT, who wants to learn movie, audio, video." production this is what you get right now because this is this is going to work fine i'm sure you have a, a monitor at home keyboards mice i'm sure you get all that and that's all this plugs into right. what you may have to get with it because it's USB-C is one of those hubs if you have a lot of other peripherals right. that you need to plug into it because this particular chip right now only gives you two USB-C outs so that you can plug other things into. I don't know if it's, it's got to be part yeah. of the architecture for the moment, right. but I think for its price and for what it can do, it will beat probably a lot of the Intel window, even windows machines. And you can put windows on it, get parallels, right? But this is for your super geek in your life and the mm-hmm. kid and the kids who might want to learn this type of production. I, I think it's worth it. So the bundle is through the education uh, Apple Education Store, so that that Pro Apps bundle. So, but if you have a student mm-hmm. of either, if you're homeschooling, or if you're college, K to twelve, whatever, or and if you're a teacher, right? If, if you're, you're a, teacher, a teacher, it counts. And and often, if you are if you are work for a say Catholic parish that has a school or that mm-hmm. sort of thing that you also can get the education the, the education discount is fairly liberal you know in the sense of right. how they consider you to be part of education so uh you can get that bundle with that and as far as the m1 i i'm following these reviews and 
like it's not just the fanboys who are geeking out mm-hmm. o- over these new M1 uh, chips. These things see like the the MacBook Air, their lowest laptop is outperforming in like with uh, crunching 4K mm. video, outperforming the iMac Pro. Like this is, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to in about a year or two, looking at once they have the the uh, silicon Apple silicon chips in the iMacs, what it's going to be doing and <laughs> crunching through audio processing like like a hot knife through butter would be really nice. <laughs> yeah, in the future, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I've always been a fan of the Mac Mini. Yeah. Because of its profile, because of what it could always do in a small package. Now yeah. it can really do stuff in a small package. Yeah, I'm uh, if I were looking, yeah. I I would be looking at a Mac Mini if I were looking for mm-hmm. something for yeah. the price too. 679. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. wow. I, I yeah. would put one one caveat is you you mentioned running Windows on it right now according yeah, to Parallels right anyways. At this moment you cannot do Windows or Linux, anything on on the M1 chips under parallels that is yeah. coming right. out sometime soon. They are working on it, so right probably by the new year you will be able to run mm-hmm. parallels. Which parallels is the the emulation, the virtual machine that allows you to run Windows or Linux or something like that under Mac OS. So just just a real quick caveat that if that is a concern for you, right, you might want to wait until after the new year when this comes out. Yeah. Right, and uh, some of the software. You know, if you have specialized software like we do for audio recording, mm-hmm. uh, some of that is not yet compatible. It will be. So that's th- these are some yep. concerns you should think about if, you know, but if you're using Apple's apps, if you're mainly, you know, th- they will yeah. like that bundle. You're you're fine. So uh, and, and by this time next year, all these I, I pretty much all these wrinkles will be ironed out. Yep. I mean, th- these companies are working on making everything work. It's just right now because it is a new hardware, new architecture. Yep. There's some questions. I die, you know, but I throw it out there because oh, there yeah. are a lot of people no, who are idea. looking for this type of stuff. And I'm six months too late <laughs> so, <laughs> as usual. Right. Right. Yeah. I bought a, a new laptop in August. So I'm like, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> always right. <laughs> so, uh, all right. That brings me back to me. My uh, next pick is also a computer, uh, but it's this is not in the, uh, the the Mac Mini range. This is the Raspberry Pi 400 computer kit. This was I think this was a pick last week um, or recently in recent weeks on the show. But this is so we've talked a lot about Raspberry Pi. This is a new product from from Raspberry Pi, and what this is is it's it looks like the keyboard that you can get for Raspberry Pi, except the computer is in it. And everything mm-hmm. is all mm-hmm. in this all in one. It kind of harkens me back to the old Commodore 64 days and where the, the, the keyboard was the computer and all that sort of stuff. And that's kind of what this is. And again, for all those reasons, we talked about Raspberry Pi, and Arduino earlier. It, this is a great little computer, very inexpensive, like the the starter kit, you know, with the the computer that's in the keyboard, the the mouse, the cables, all that sort of stuff. For a hundred bucks, you know that's just it. You out of the box, you're ready to go. You can get it in smaller components and all that sort of stuff, even cheaper. But yeah, it is pretty pretty awesome little computer. And uh, if you wanna if you wanna give it to someone who you wanna get them to play with it, I my son, I gotta tell you, he's he's eight. He keeps picking up that Raspberry Pi projects book and and leafing through it. I'm like, I really need to get him one of his own because <laughs> he's yeah. I think he's ready to to go for it. But uh, so it's a uh, Pretty pretty cool little computer. 
Um, Father Corey, what's your next uh, Christmas gift idea? So speaking of the Commodore 64, you know, that, that, was my, that was my elementary school into high school computer was a Commodore 64. And it, it, it was a very popular computer. I mean, they sold millions. It, it is to this day of the single model of computers. Now, of course, there have been billions and billions of PCs made. Right. But of single models of computers, it is the most selling single model computer ever. Right. Because they sold it for almost 10 years, and they sold lots of them for almost 10 years. Well, a few years ago, during the, the, the mini, mini console blitz, when you know, Nintendo brought out their NES Mini and there was oh, the PlayStation yeah. Mini and all that, a company called Retro Games Limited brought out the C64 Mini. And it was a small, you know, little bigger than a deck of playing cards, miniature Commodore 64. You know, the keyboard didn't work, but you could play Commodore 64 video games in there. You could plug a keyboard, regular PC keyboard into it, USB keyboard into it. And uh, actually do the basic programming on it like you could on the old Commodore 64, where, again, like like Dom said, it was the, you know, the keyboard was the computer. Mm -hmm. You literally just plug this keyboard into the TV and the power and you could do your programming and everything. Well, this year, early this year, they came out with the the C64, and it is a life-sized actual Commodore 64 with the actual working keyboard where you can type on it. Um, it does have USB connectors, so you can use a regular USB keyboard or USB joysticks, because, uh, of course, that's the big thing, is you buy a Commodore 64 to play games on it, right. retro games. And um, it's, it's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty impressive. It sounds like it's, it looks, feels like a real Commodore 64. And I actually have, in a box right now, but I actually have, like, an old Commodore 64, and it would be, I want to get one of these and compare the two of them as far as size and everything, because they look like they're pretty close. But it's a pretty neat uh, kit. You buy the kit. It comes with a joystick and uh, a bunch and bunches and bunches of games. I think there's like 80 games or 60. Of course, 64 64 (laughs) pre-installed games. There you go. Um, But it does output via HDMI at 720p. But you can make it look like the old, you know, 3 by 2 screen with the the, the raster lines. It emulates the C64 and a VIC-20. Wow. Uh, the VIC-20 was the predecessor to the C64, very similar architecture, but not identical. And it is in, in I don't, I think it is technically considered emulation. It's not like some of these where it's a computer on a chip. It actually is like a, it's more like a, a Raspberry Pi emulating these particular computers. Okay. So, but it, it can do so much and you can, you can play, you can even, if you've got the images of the discs, the actual original Commodore disc, you know, a file image of it, what they call a D64 file, you can load that on. You can load your own games on it. You can save your own games and everything. Nice. So it's pretty incredible. You know, I want Apple to release, you know, the uh, the version of this for the Apple II GS or something. You know what I mean? I would yeah. I'd like that. A wretch. I, they'll never do it. They don't. They, they, that's 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 below them or something. But uh, I like. I I would take me back. I I used to have a Apple II GS Was edition. You know that I mm-hmm. I miss dearly all the time because it was such a great computer. And uh, yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, I was not a C sixty four owner, but I. I did want one for a while, that's for sure. Well, and, <laughs> and of course, back at the time, they they were the gaming computer. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's all the cool if, games. If you wanted a computer that you can game on it, that was it. Yep. Apple II could not match. IBM's couldn't match. Nope. The Commodore sixty four was it. That was it. Yep. Uh, Joanne, what's your next pick? 
Well, my next one is the smallest item with the biggest name. (laughs) (laughs) Believe it or not, it is the Table Tote Plus Black Collapsible Portable Compact Lightweight Laptop Notebook Computer Travel Stand. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah, try saying that three times fast. Yes. (laughs) Um, But what it is, and again, I saw this, I, I watched these morning shows. And I saw this on the Today Show. It is basically a collapsible desk. It goes about, they say, between 12 and 30 inches high. And it can, and you, you can put it on the floor, on a desk, if you want to stand up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it comes with a phone holder, because it's only so big. Okay, Mm -hmm. it's going to put your, you can put your laptop on it, but what are you going to do with everything else? They've got a phone holder a cup holder, and a document Ooh. holder Wow! that all nice. snaps together. Now, then you put the whole thing, you know, it's all in a little square, and it supposedly fits in your briefcase. Huh. Hmm. Right. So it's one of those things that isn't just, I'm looking at it not just for notebook, compu- you know, for laptops, but also for projectors. When you yep. go out and present, this is the kind of table I like to use for presenting. Right. Because you to put a, to put a projector on because I'm usually using an iPad to control a projector anyway. So, but that's just me, the geek. Um, it's forty bucks. Wow, wow. that's it. That and it's supposed to be a pretty sturdy. You know, the reviews say it's a pretty sturdy stand. It's steel. It's got aluminum. It's you know, it's steel and aluminum. Uh, the tabletop, of course, is plastic, but you've got aluminum legs on it that are telescopic. So I think it's a pretty good thing for folks when we ever get back out there that we can take it with us or even home now when you're even downstairs outside of your office and you want to do something. You don't want to put the laptop on your lap because it gets warm or whatever. Um, I think this is for 40 bucks. This isn't a bad stocking stuffer type of (laughs) you get a big stocking. You can put it in there right now. However, they won't be in stock until December 14th. Oh, get your order in now. So you get the first one. (laughs) Order in now. If you're really looking for something like this in your life. Yep. Or do do what I do and give presents on the Feast of the Epiphany. That way you can. <laughs> there you there go. <laughs> January 6th is a beautiful day. Yeah, you see. Hey, that, that's, that's why being a priest is great, because we don't really get to see our families till after Christmas. Right. You hit the sales. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> good. That's a, that's another good one. Yeah, I like the idea that uh, you say, you know, if you don't want to put a, la- a computer on your lap because it gets too hot, or some of us don't actually have laps. Like, we have short arms and big bellies, and so it's kind of hard to <laughs> oh, okay. type on them. So uh, I'm a little bit like a T-Rex. <laughs> that way so having this something i could move around easily like you know you can use you know sometimes uh the the foldable tray tables and that sort of stuff mm-hmm. but you know i don't know if you ever notice every time you move one it wants to collapse it and you've got your mm-hmm. your computer on it like this does it looks like it's um no it looks sturdier. like four independent aluminum legs yeah which yep. is if the legs are your so if the locking mechanism on the legs is solid enough that it keeps them up uh, mm-hmm. That would that sounds like a really great deal. So that's a good that's a good idea. That's very good. I like the uh, using it for a projector too. If yeah, that's there are a lot of people out there Absolutely. who have to do that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Excellent. So uh, I have one more on my list, and this is uh, one that uh, it just it it's it goes to the it, it's it touches my heart because this is exactly the sort of thing I would have wanted <laughs> oh when I was boy. a kid. Uh, this is the <laughs> yep. uh, the little bits Star Wars Star Wars Droid Inventor Kit, and what it does is it lets you build a, a programmable droid. It comes with all the parts. You could build R two D two, and there's a couple of different 
uh, options you can do. But I think it's mainly for building R2-D2. Uh, you, you, you build R2, you, there's an app for your phone, of course, and then you can mm-hmm. program them to do stuff. And what a great idea. I mean, it's just uh, kids will love it. Um, it works for Android and iOS. Uh, and it's just a nice way to, to teach kids basics of programming, electronics building. Um, and it'd be a fun thing to do with your kids if you're also a Star Wars fan and as a grown up. Um, so a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's not the cheapest thing. It's 80 bucks, but it's a it's I mean, it, it's I think it looks it looks worth it to 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 have this sort of project and to have something you can drive around like a little a little R2D2 to follow you around. I mean, who doesn't want that? Well, and it's a clear R two D two too, so it's yeah, that's yeah. You can see inside uh, inside them, um, and they have different they have different kits with different accessories. Like you can make different, uh, change out some of the parts, make different droids in different colors. And so, if you want a pink R two unit, or you want to make R five, or that sort of thing, you can do that. So, uh, a lot of fun. Um, all right, so we did have a couple of our other uh, collaborators uh, on the panelists on the show who had some ideas to offer as well. Um, Father Corey, you were going to mention Father Andrew's uh, pick. Yep, yeah, Father Andrew gave us one through our little Slack channel, and this is one I've been eyeing very strongly. It's hard to get right now, but yes. it, it's, uh, I think it's like the must-get gift. So, of course, I've played Mario Kart, like so many Nintendo people. We've all played Mario Kart and love Mario Kart, and there's been 500 revisions of Mario Kart. <laughs> well, this year, Nintendo brought out Mario Kart Live home circuit mm-hmm. and right now they have two sets mario and luigi and it's an actual remote control car <laughs> that you control with your nintendo switch Uh-oh. and what you do is you set up in your house or wherever you are you can do it outside if you know if you've got i think it does requ- no it requires bluetooth i don't think it needs wi-fi um but you can basically set up a track in your house and drive your remote control car around using your Switch. Well, but what you see on the Switch is a Mario Kart game. So you're seeing the camera from the cart, from the remote control car, and then overlaid it is the other uh, Bowser and everybody else from Mario Kart, oh. and you're racing them around your house, and as you're, you're, you're watching it on the Switch, and you can look down and watch the car go through the track. Yep. So it comes with the car. It comes, of course, well, you can download the game. And then it comes with these paper uh, checkpoints. Like, you know, of course, in, in Mario Kart, you've got different checkpoints you've got to go through to, for the, the timer. And so you set up this, this, these checkpoints and you drive the car around to create the track in the game. And then you run the track with, with the opponents. And I, you can do multiple players. Uh, I think you can do, well, if you do multiple players, you have to have multiple cars. Right. So each person has their own car. So that can get a little expensive because they're right now in about the $150 range each. If you can find them. Right. Because Mm. they're they're very popular right now, to say the least. But they look like a lot of fun, especially if you've got like a nice big open living room or something like that, where you can set up a great, you know, big track. It could be a lot of fun. Okay, cool. So the you you get an actual literal uh, car. That comes with it. Yep, an actual then, remote control car. And then you, there are virtual cars that you're racing against in it. If the if you're playing alone, uh, yep, that's cool. That is, yeah. Father, Father uh, Andrew picked that a few weeks ago as his pick of the week, and yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, it, this is, yeah, I think this is the the must have toy of the season. Uh, I think this year. 
And, and, and to be clear, of course, you do need a Nintendo Switch. Yes. It is not yes. a standalone thing. It must. It only runs on Nintendo Switch because it's Nintendo. They're not going to put it on the PlayStation or anything like <laughs> right, that. Right, right, right. Exactly. Uh, then uh, Thomas, uh, Thomas Inerho has a, a, also a suggestion. He says this is for the electrician or the hobbyist electrical nut like him in your life. Uh, it is mm-hmm. a handheld oscilloscope. So the hand tech handheld Ooh. oscilloscope, waveform generator, multimeter, three in one multifunction tester. Uh, this does it all. It's oscilloscope, multimeter, waveform generator uh, that you can carry around with you. And uh, I'm not an electrician or electrical nut, so I, I I won't be able to get into the details. But he says this is a very good uh, device, and it's available at a at a pretty good price at uh, $186, which is it seems pricey, but but apparently this is a a a, a good deal for something that does all the things that this does. So mm-hmm. uh, just throw that one out there too. Uh, yeah, if you look at you look at some of the ones you might see, like on if you watch the Ben Heck show, if you watch you know the stuff he does, those are you know you, those are upwards of a thousand dollars for a really good one, right? You know, for a professional one, so something like this for less than two hundred dollars is pretty good. Yep, yep, definitely. All right, I think that does for our gift ideas this time. Now, if the listeners, if you have a Christmas gift ideas for techies or that you'd like to get for your for your tech self this year, we'd love to hear your suggestions and we can, we'll share them in future episodes coming up through December. And uh, so let us know. You can, you, I'll throw out the email now. You can email us at technology at sqpn.com. We'd love to hear your suggestions for Christmas gift ideas. Uh, so before we get to our picks of the week, because we're still doing picks of the week, that's that's a tradition we do, <laughs> uh, even if we've done gift ideas. Uh, I do want to, uh, Take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create Secrets of Technology, including Matt L., Joe D., Marshall B., Dave D., and Catherine O. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the Secrets of Technology and all the shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. So, uh, Father Corey, what's your pick of the week this week? We, you know, of course, with stay at home and everything and this wireless or, you know, um, paperless society, we still have paper. Yes. And, you know, sometimes we do need to get this, this paper to someone else, you know, a form that we need to fill out or notes or documents or whatever. And something I think we actually kind of get away from is the idea of a scanner, an actual paper scanner, you know, because a lot of people are, you know, we've gotten the phone cameras have gotten so good. You can actually just take a picture if you got good lighting can take a picture of the paper and send it and that works but sometimes there's times when we want like an actual scanner and so and i was kind of in that situation so recently i I bought a brother ds 740d this is another one of these long title items but duplex compact mobile document scanner the title is longer than the device is (laughs) and it's one of these little sheet feed portable scanners where it, you, it's not a flatbed, it's just a, you, you feed the paper in and it runs it through. And I picked this particular one because it's duplex. It's double-sided in one pass. Nice. So it's got two scanner decks. Um, and it does a really good job. It, one, you know, one important fact is scanner support is not always the best. And Mac, let's be honest, does not have good scanner support. Right. There's mm-hmm. a lot of scanners they yeah. do not support. Um, a lot of like the, your all in one units don't support Mac and things like that. They'll support the printer function, but not the scanner function. This one does work with Mac. Now you have to download the brother scan tool 
to do it, you know, eye scan and print or whatever they call it, eye print and scan, something like that. But once you have that, it works great. Um, so I, I, I bought it here for my little office. It sits here right in front of my screens. It's just kind of all the way. Uh, it's a little longer than a typical eight and a half, 11 sheet of paper, but it's only, you know, a couple inches wide. And you flip up the top so that you've got the rest and just zip it through and it goes. And it does OCR in the software, right? I believe it does. I haven't even played with that. Oh, okay. But, you know, the biggest thing I got it for was just to be able to take a picture of, you know, a scan in an image of whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, it does, you can save from the tool to PDF, which I think most people are going to do, but it also yep. does like JPEG and PNG and stuff like that. So. Cool. Nice. Good idea. And it's inexpensive at about. 120 yeah. bucks. That's, that's a yep. good pick. Not, not expensive either. So, and brother makes, brother makes good equipment. So, you know, it's going to last you for a while. Excellent. Joanne, what's your pick? Still on the pandemic thing, <laughs> but not, not really. Um, the, the churches that I work for installed a system of video cameras and audio for our live stream. However, the parish that I worship with has been using an iPad and this little device that I'm picking this week called the Rode VideoMic Me. Hmm. And there were two versions. The one I'm picking is, is the, the VideoMic Me dot, uh, dash L because that's for lightning ports. Oh. You know, remember, there are still, there are those iPads and iPhones that still have the microphone audio jack in them and you you can get this without the audio jack adapter but mm-hmm. this is for those of us who have abandoned that for whatever reason or another and need to go through the lightning port it is a high-powered microphone that picks up way better than the microphone inside of the ipad or iphone especially when you're a distance away from your subject so for example when i place the ipad in front of the altar for my presider, it's not as, you know, if I didn't have this mic on it, it would be really garbled and you'd have to do a lot in post-production. For this, no, this really picks up the sound. Nice. And for seventy nine ninety nine, it's a wonder. It snaps right in. There's no, no other mess or fuss. You can, there is an audio jack on the, uh, you know, if you want to put a headphone in, if you want to be attached to it all the time, or if you want to, put it into a board or something. But um, we, we've been using it now for nine months mm-hmm. and it's still got, it's dropped been dropped a couple of times. It's been <laughs> put in people's <laughs> pockets, not washed yet. Um, and it's taken a look and keeping on ticking. Nice. So I'm going to get one for my iPad because I do a lot of other stuff on the outside with my priests and everything and we're not always using the cameras so this is gonna this should pick them up a whole lot better it's the road video mic me cool yeah i like that it's a directional microphone and uh mm-hmm. road makes quality microphones that's i use a road microphone uh for for podcasting and uh they they have high quality audio equipment so this is very nice uh if you have if you have an iPad that has still has a lightning port, just keep in mind that uh, future iPads are unlikely to have lightning ports. Um, <laughs> like no, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Or or if you get if you have a uh, iPad Pro or the brand new Air Air, they are USB C. So just keep that mm-hmm. in mind when you're when you're picking something. But yeah, that's that's a really great idea. The having this this kind of microphone, especially on like on your phone, uh, if you do it there, excellent. 
So my pick is another messaging app. Uh, We talked a few weeks ago, I think uh, Pat picked the Signal messaging app. This is a new one, and I was kind of interested this this one I found about. There's a YouTube channel called Smarter Every Day, and his name's the guy who does it is Destin. He's really great, a really interesting presenter who really makes science uh, topics really interesting. accessible and he's an engineer by tr- by training and trade and he was talking about recently that he got together with with some programmers i think they started this a couple of years ago to recreate secure messaging from the ground up to start with a blank slate and figure out how do we make messaging secure for for everyone involved and there are some holes in 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 messaging even for things that are supposedly secure like um if if you send someone uh an, a photo or they or a video they can screenshot it and even though yeah like snapchat has this thing where if someone screenshots a snap uh it will inform the sender but there are there's a way around that by going into airplane mode and doing the screenshot and then coming out of airplane mode that sort of thing this is actually very interesting a couple of things it does uh for one thing it's it's there's, they don't hold the encryption keys. The encryption key is on your device. And the handshake between the two messaging uh, recipients is done by the uh, by the devices, not by anything in between. So even if they get a subpoena from the government, there's no way they can give those keys out. So it's a, it's secure there. Uh, the other thing it does is it's got this interesting watermark feature where if I send a photo say I, I take a picture of my house and I send it to Father Corey and I don't want my picture of my house to be on the internet or something. Um, and I want, like, and I want to make sure that whoever I send it to, I don't know, this is sort of like keeping people honest. It's not that I distrust you, but just that, uh, you know, it it's just keeping everybody honest. It will watermark the photo with your name and your phone number. Cause this is tied to your phone. So your cell phone number will be on this photo. So if you if you leak my photo, you leak your phone number at the same time attached Ooh. to it. That you can also at any time revoke access to anything you've sent to someone. You can delete messages or files or photos that you send. Um, you can do you can put a time limit on it. You can revoke the re- uh, at a later date. Uh, you uh, retain complete control. It's really fascinating. Uh, he has it. They're in a sort of quiet launch at this point. That they, they, uh, Destin shared a video to people who uh, are patrons, and I, I'm a patron of his channel because I, I enjoy it so much. Uh, so it's out there. It's free for personal use. They have a team, like a company or team. It's like the Slack model where it's free for for small users. If you if you're doing this for business, they ask you to to buy it and that sort of thing. Um, it comes with a small uh, s- cloud storage vault for you. It works on uh, iPhone, Android, and desk all the desktops. Um, so it's really interesting. And if you if you have a need ever to share things privately, which Lawyers, doctors, uh, priests, maybe sometimes need to share things that should be private, uh, shouldn't get out or any any of us. I mean, sometimes I want to talk to my wife and share like health related documents or that sort of thing between our phones, that sort of thing. So uh, it's at getlockdown.com and it's just check it out. See what you think of it. Um, there's no cost to do it. So and that's my pick of the week. Very cool. Yeah. Very good thing. So uh, I think I should do it for us. Uh, what did you think of our our discussion, our 
uh, Christmas gift ideas or any of our picks of the week, you can let us know by commenting on the show at sqpn.com slash technology or the SQPN Facebook page, facebook.com slash Media, or send an email to technology at sqpn.com. And we'll have links to all of our Christmas gift ideas and to our picks of the week on our show notes at sqpn.com. If you can, please remember to like each episode of Secrets of Technology on Facebook. Uh, on We're on Instagram, where we're StarQuest Network. Uh, you can also retweet us on Twitter, where we're at sqpn. And leave us comments and let us know what you think of the show and if you have any comments to, to, to give us any feedback. Until next time, Joanne Mercier, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of technology. Thanks, Dom. Uh, Father Corosio, thank you as well. Thank you, Dom. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Technology on StarQuest. And happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. 